Let's get hype. It is a week without an ice machine in the background. Nebraska isn't playing Bethune-Cookman. This almost feels like a normal hype cast. Gentlemen, how are you? I am Mike Schaefer, joined by Brunts and Christofferson here on a Friday. Man, I, I was just saying to you guys before we started recording, I'm, I'm excited for this hype cast. I don't really know why. Why, is like Tim Beckman going to be a spe- special guest or something? That would be awesome. We would all have to talk too loud. Yes, we'd have to yell, and we'd have to wish our mothers happy birthday, as he was prone to do during Big Ten Media Days. Yeah, he was like the guy, uh, that Will Ferrell character on SNL who couldn't <laughs> control his voice tone. You know? he, he had his, voice modulation yeah. issues. <laughs> I would love if SNL had ever done a, uh, a Tim Beckman spoof that six people would have gotten. Yeah. It would have been great. It would have been the, the best use of Will Ferrell ever on on snl so nebraska illinois what do we what do we know about this game besides aj bush is at quarterback for illinois hardy nickerson is not at defensive coordinator and nebraska is heavily heavily favored in this game well i know that nebraska has an opportunity to upset illinois bowl chances fighting the line coming in at four and five three games remaining i mean Nebraska, Iowa, and Northwestern isn't exactly an easy finish, but there, there's there's stuff on the line here. I, I think that's the takeaway for me. Illinois did just enough last week too to give everybody here a little pause when they saw the score. I think they saw that fifty-five thirty-one they put on Minnesota, and you have to you have to respect that when you're covering a two and seven football team. That's two more points than Nebraska put on Minnesota, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that that so means Illinois, an is, Illinois win. Yeah, what? that that could be an Illinois, you know, thing right there. They they might be better. We'll have to to check how the transitive property works on that whole thing. The most humorous thing right now is looking at this little box of defensive stats for both teams. Illinois is not ranked above 116th in one category, and in three of the four categories, Nebraska's 101st or worse. So that's what we've got awaiting us. So they're expecting a lot of defense chance on Saturday. Some stand up and shout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. The the thing that's I find off putting about this and, and kind of doing research about this Illinois team, Illinois or Nebraska and their game notes used an old photo of Lovey Smith without a beard. And it's like I don't even know who he is. That's, that's gotta be one of college football's great beards too, by the way. He's not – I mean, he's coming back next year for sure, right? Like, they're not looking to move on from him, even if they were to finish 4-8. and eight. They could go to a bowl. Right. But, I, I mean, he's one been, a, in my opinion, pretty much a disaster as a hire thus far. But I, I think that they're just going to stick this thing out because they don't have any other route to go, right? Well, the AD who hired him is still there. Yeah. And I don't think he's – it, it's a little bit like the I-Course Riley thing where you're attached to each other, so you're not going to blow up what you picked, you know, because it makes you look bad. So I think they're in that situation. Well, uh, you mentioned the, the defensive stats, so we will start right there. Why should Nebraska fans expect Adrian Martinez and company to have a big weekend again? Because, I mean, everybody... Because is... of the defensive stats. <laughs> well, I mean... I, we can get a little bit okay. more specific than that. Okay. Brunce, this Sorry. is a hype cast. Hyped. Not the overgeneralization cast. It's the obvious cast. Well, I mean, we well, leave that to other people. Even last week, Minnesota moved it on them. Uh, Maryland scored 66 on them two weeks ago. Now, I know they switched D coordinators after that game, and Troy Walter said this week that 
it's a way different looking defense in even this last game. But basically, Walters explained it. He wasn't being disrespectful. He was just saying they run a lot of stuff that Lovey's always done through his NFL career, but it's really simplified right now. And so when you watch it, you know, they're not going to be very exotic in what they do. And I, I just I can't see them slowing down Nebraska's offense right now because Nebraska's offense, you don't want to overhype it, but it's really humming along. This is what the podcast it is, is for, to, yeah. okay, It is supposed to be overhyped. I mean, this offense is a machine then, I would say, and it's not going to – Except in the third quarter. Yeah, well, yeah, mostly a machine. <laughs> well, oil. It, it takes a little, like – 20 minute break to go get water a machine takes a smoke break <laughs> yes is this machine jay color or what yeah <laughs> smoking jay so after what nebraska did at ohio state and the way that they were able to move the ball the way they bounced back i mean they they could have had more points on the board than what they they actually put up uh the way that they they bounce back i mean do you how do you anticipate they kind of go about attacking Illinois here. Do you expect to see more quarterback run game? Do you expect to see Nebraska didn't run the ball particularly well after the first drive against Ohio State? Do you expect to see more Divino Zigbo on Saturday? I mean, in what ways do you think that they obviously Illinois isn't very good at anything, but how do you project Nebraska maybe going forward in this game attacking them when they're not good at anything? I think it's going to – I mean, Nebraska knows what Illinois is going to do defensively. I mean, they're a Tampa 2 team through and through. Scott Frost has coached it. I mean, a number of guys on that staff. I mean, Barrett Rood has experience with it. So I, I don't think that there's going to be anything that is going to catch Nebraska by surprise. I think you'll see more Divina Zigbo and, and more Maurice Washington in this game than what you did against Ohio State. I think that was more of a game plan thing for getting Mar- Martinez more involved uh, as a runner. But, I mean, I think you're going to see, you know, the bells and whistles of this offense mixed with just a power run game. I mean, it's going to be Nebraska putting Illinois players in in very compromising positions on defense and and getting guys in space. I mean, I I don't think that there's going to be a ton of um, surprises. I I think Nebraska is just going to run what they feel comfortable running, which now is is quite a bit, I think, with, with the way they've been playing recently. So, I think that's what you're going to see, um, and, and I think it's going to be a, a decent recipe. I think they'll have a real balanced attack, and one thing I think you're going to see further continue is the tight ends get more and more involved. I think they're starting to feel really comfortable with Stoll and Austin Allen, and I know Raftall dropped the pass, but uh, he's shown he can go up and make a play. I think all three of those guys are going to get touches, and they're going to get them in creative ways. Like you saw, you know, when Austin Allen got open on that 41-yarder against Ohio State, that was an unbelievable play call when you went back and watched it. You run a wheel route with your running back. The defender has to take him, and Austin Allen then slips out at the last second wide open. It's just an indefensible play. So I I look forward to more treats like that to kind of watch as as this – the staff, I think, feels more confident in what these players can do and understand, and you're starting to really see the creativity more and more each week. Do you guys anticipate that, kind of like Bethune-Cookman, and not saying that Nebraska blows out Illinois, but they're able to get some other guys onto the field because there's now three games left. 
you you got through Ohio State, some people that didn't travel, didn't play, they can't, you know, they're, they're locked into a red shirt, so to speak. So do you think there's a value of getting, and one of those guys might have been Miles Jones, who we now know is out for the year, but do you think there's a value in getting somebody like Legron or maybe some of the defensive players onto the field in a Big Ten game to uh, to just see, you know, in a series how they hold up, what they do, that kind of thing? I, I asked Sean Becton that about Legron specifically today, and he didn't seem too keen on getting him in. I mean, I, I think that they're kind of taking their time with him. I mean, maybe if Nebraska gets up big, you see some of those guys. I don't think that they're going to start putting young guys in when the game is still in doubt if those young guys haven't played yet or haven't played significant, significant snaps. Like, I think they, they're they fine with those guys just kind of, you know, taking their redshirt year and not playing a ton. And, and it's honestly – there's not a ton of guys that are left who could go in. I mean, there's been a lot of season-ending injuries with that group. Um, some of those guys are, you know, blind men and, and just aren't going to factor in. So I I don't think you're going to see a ton of guys, even if the score gets out of hand. Don't you think something we probably overhyped a little bit in the off season was this idea that you just throw these freshmen in for – like, oh, just sprinkle them in here in this game or that game – you got to get control of games to be able to do it, and Nebraska's yeah. just not to that point yet. Well, and in fairness, that strategy makes sense when you're you're not zero and six. Yeah, and I mean you play in too many games where it's close, or you never got like you said in control of it. Or if you make a bowl game and right. you watch a guy grow over three weeks in December, right. you're like, okay, we're gonna get him some snaps. But I still think you look back at that 2017 season, if this rule would have been in effect there, you'd have seen someone like Damian Daniels involved yeah, in November. Definitely. Like I think that's to who the this rule kind of benefits. But you got to have the health of the people being there. And, I mean, you have to be in a little bit better team situation than Nebraska's found itself in recent years. Yep. Breon Dixon is a guy that, for whatever reason, on Saturday, every media outlet was – tweeting photos of him and remarking on him being on the travel roster. And I was thinking he was going to get more snaps. And then he was, what, on kick kickoff coverage, basically? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can be a good player for this team at some point. I think that his potential impact this year has been overhyped by some. And it Significantly. Start, it started yeah. before the year. And I feel like it's kind of done a disservice to the fan base in a way of building him up and almost a disservice to him probably oh, yeah. of where he's at right now. Um, there was nothing really said in the offseason. I think DeWitt gave one pretty shining quote one time, but it's not like he did, they don't do that about other guys. But there was nothing that dramatic that was said in the spring or in fall camp that suggested he was like going to be like a starter or a difference maker. And somehow it got built into this thing like, Where, where's Breon Dixon? Why is he not playing? And, I, did, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I just I wondered if we we would see him a little bit Saturday too because he can't, you know, he can't go over the threshold. But it's just like he he didn't play much against Ohio State, and you wouldn't expect him to. I just I I wondered if I somehow had missed the boat because on Saturday morning when you're sitting there and everyone's tweeting about that he's on the travel roster, and I'm just thinking like, did something happen that I didn't know about? And apparently no. Well, I think it's going to be tough for him. You know, who who knows? There's always a surprise awaiting you. When you but you, you got Doman, who's playing right. well now. He's taking up a spot there. You got Gifford. Yep. Alex Davis is a veteran. You're not just moving him to the side when you're trying to win games. 
Tyron Ferguson has been kind of disappointing because he's been injured, but maybe he's going to be back. So there's just not a lot of room, really. That's fair. You guys concerned at all about Illinois' run offense? I think that they're going to move the ball on Nebraska. I really do. I mean, it, and we haven't seen a ton of super mobile quarterbacks this year. And so that's one area where Illinois could have some success with A.J. Bush, who Nebraska fans are well-versed in Nebraska's players a little bit, too. I think that they're looking forward to that kind of challenge in a way and, and seeing somebody that they – some of them, I mean, Mo Berry, some of these guys knew him pretty well when he was here or, you know, recruited by him when he was part of Nebraska's scheme. So it, I, I'm very curious how that how that goes. I think Illinois is going to put some points up. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I don't look for a shutdown day from – Nebraska's defense, but I I also think that you can force them into making quite a few mistakes. And honestly, the way Nebraska's playing right now, they're capitalizing on teams that are making mistakes recently. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win the turnover battle for the third straight game. Yeah. Prediction time? I think it might be. Brian, what's the order? Uh, Well, I went first last week, so I think I should be relegated to the end. So you want last? Yeah. You want Brunts or I to go first? Brunts looks like he's chomping at the bit. He just looks eager. I had a rough week last week on the bold prediction front, yeah, so I need to. He wants to make just to remind the, the format. We're going bold prediction. Yes. And then your score. Okay. Bold prediction. I think Nebraska. I I was nodding along with you as making you're making that final point there. I think Nebraska forces three turnovers again in this game. Is that bold? Is that bold enough? It's know? bold. I mean, they forced three turnovers in their last two games, right? Yes. And they hadn't done it all season before then. Correct. So now you're saying they're doing it for a third straight game. I yes. Think it's bold. It's a. It's officially a winning streak, according to Lou Brown. Yes. Um, I score prediction. I'll say Nebraska, forty-five, Illinois, twenty-eight. All right, you're up then. I am up. Full uh, prediction is going to be tough, but I think Nebraska has their first 200-yard rusher on Whoa. Saturday. Oh. Yeah. And it's not going to be Divino Zigbo either. Whoa. Maurice Washington has monster, monster game. Wow. Ziggy Stardust going crazy. Uh, is that? Yeah. That's what they call Maurice Washington? It is. Even though Divino Zigbo goes right. by. When did this happen? It was at the start of the year. No, they call Maurice Washington Space Cowboy. Or Space Cowboy, that's right. All right, that's why you sorry. were throwing me. Yeah, sorry. You are throwing me off there. Yeah. Okay, that, that Space makes Space Cowboy. <laughs> All right, there, there it is. Now everybody knows. So Maurice Washington, <laughs> over 200 yards rushing. Very, very bold. That very is unlikely. really bold. Yeah, jeez. It's incredibly bold. We're, we're, we're going to go with it. We think he's going to have a big game okay. over here. And we like Nebraska to put up points in this game. We're going to go 52-24. Ooh. All right. I like it. What's, what's the total for this game? Uh, I will look it up while Brian okay. gives a uh, response here that takes long enough for me to I look up. I can do that because, first off, y- you know, and coaches at nebraska say well every game's a big game and sometimes people are like yeah whatever um for all the momentum that people feel they have the last month they could throw that all right down the toilet 
if they have a clunker of a game here Saturday. It could change the whole dynamic of how we viewed the last month. So this is pretty crucial that they go out there and, and build on what they have. My bold prediction is that two tight ends will score touchdowns. Wow. One of them will be Kurt Raftall, who makes up and we write a redemptive tale for his missed catch, and we all have a good laugh about it in the post game as he catches a touchdown. I'm not going to say if the other one's Allen or Stoll, but there are going to be two tight ends who catch touchdowns. I'd like it if you did say. <laughs> all right, then I'm going to say it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be Austin Allen. Let's go. So first career touchdown for, for Allen, Allen and Raftall. Wow. Has Raftall been in the end zone yet? I thought he had one. Maybe yeah, he has. But it may. Either way, he's going to get there, and it's going to be fun for him. Um, score forty-seven to twenty-eight, Nebraska. I think the defense will have a similar game to Ohio State, where you know they give up stuff, but they're opportunistic enough. And this, the offense, I think the first couple of series of this game is going to look like what's Illinois even doing on defense? Like every, I, that's how I picture it. I just think the offense is going to go through them like like they're Swiss cheese, you know. We uh, we don't talk gambling enough on this show, but the line is sixty seven and a excuse me sixty seven and a half on Saturday. Take that Nebraska five and over. three with the overs this year. Illinois five and three with the overs this year. Two not great defenses, and that is not a very high line. Is it the Mike Schaefer lock of the week? Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I would I'm take put a it. lock on that, but I'll put it this way. I've I've done well for myself betting Nebraska in the over, so well, we're, we're going to be very tempted to to look at that again. Though I, uh, you know, gamble gamble carefully, folks. You don't want to let it get away from you. It's <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. PSA, well, little PSA for the folks. We out want there. people to be in a position where they can always listen to this podcast. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back next week as we hype up the Michigan State game, which will be Nebraska's last home game of the year. Maybe its biggest visit weekend. And the one of two opportunities for Nebraska to collect a scalp before they go quietly into the good night for the 2018 season.